Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly bonus podcast where Dad and I shoot the shit, talk about the police, the fire brigade, the uh, funeral industry... All kinds of really cheerful, esoteric stuff. Dad, we have a really great question, and rather than sort of just faffing around, this question from Daniel Leadley is so good that I kind of think we should dive straight in. Are you up for that? I'm up for it, mate. I'm always up for it. Awesome. Okay, is here his, we go. Is his name Leadley? It's well, Daniel Leadley. What a great name. Yeah. Leadley. Leadley. I'm loving it already. Well, let's not bury the Leadley. Here we go. <laughs> Hey team, when I was younger, I spent the Christmas holidays with my grandparents. My grandfather was the chief firefighter for a time, and my grandmother would answer the calls at the fire station directly across the road from their house. I don't really remember them being called out a lot at night, but there was one call I remember. In the morning after Grandad was giving a car a test run, he also worked in a garage that was also directly across the road from their house. Parenthetically, Dad, isn't it interesting to find out that people in the emergency services often juggle different jobs? Hmm... Yes, but I love that word parenthetically as well. It's good, isn't it? Yep. Can you you tell me what it means? You can't spell parenthetically without parent Uh, when something's in parentheses, right? Like it's just an aside. I knew that. I just wanted to sort of put it out there for everyone else. Thanks. Um, Verbosity. That's another thing. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I'll keep going. And he told me to jump in as he would show me last night's job. Oh, Jesus. We head down the main road away and come across a car jammed in the V-shape of the branches of a tree maybe five metres off the ground. Fuck me. It appeared someone failed to take a moderate bend in the road and had parked up for the night. That is some fuck terminology. Parked up. Hmm. Oof. Then Grandad was like, that's not the best part. He said, when we arrived, there was a bloke wandering around on the road, obviously off his face drunk and claiming to know nothing about any car crash. Anyway... They managed to get him to go get checked out by the Ambos, and it turned out later on, they found out he had broken both his ankles while parking his car up the tree. So not only had he been walking on broken ankles, but it also climbed out of his car and down out of the tree on broken ankles. So my question to you guys is, have either of you seen any acts of superhuman strength of people under the influence in your time? Keep up the awesome work. Cheers, Dan Leadley. Dan... You're the man. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a good. That's a good story. Yeah, it's great. It's um, it's a bit weird to think <clears> about. <throat> um, that reminds me. I mean, have have we figured out how the car actually 
got up that high. Well, if it's a corner, right? If you're taking a corner, I would assume, Dad, there would have to be some sort of bump in the road to give it some mm. air, right? No, no, you're right, Paul. And and why why are we talking about this particular thing? It reminds me of that case. Now you'll have to refresh my memory now, as this to was, where. Yeah, I think it's in. I think it's in loose units. It's when the the two brothers they were in a Alfa Romeo, if if I remember correctly. Was it Lamborghini? Al- oh, sorry, Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Yeah, something Italian. Mm. And they hit mm. they hit the curb, and hitting the curb at that speed gave them enough air to basically wrap themselves around a pole midair. Mm. But so they they got incredible height. Yeah. So we now know mm. that it is possible for a vehicle to basically sort of with the departure angle, mm. like a median strip or something. Yes. And it's... But the things we need for this car to have got so far up a tree, we need speed. Yep. And we need something, not not just a rock or something. It needs to actually create the genesis and the impetus to become airborne. Yeah, sick air is what we call it. So mm. you basically need something to bounce you off the ground and give you that kind of sick air. Yeah, which is yeah. so sick. So I'm re- first of all, it's one. This is one of those stories that's really fun to talk about because the guy didn't die. Yeah, so many times mm. we talk about cases where the end result is horrifying. So I mean, the physics of it are interesting. If he's coming to, I'm just. It would be so useful to see what this corner looks like. But the way it's been described here, right, is we head down a main road away and come across a car jammed in the V-shape of the branches of a tree, maybe five metres off the... Five metres? Mm. That's crazy. That's, like, that's the second story of a house. Fuck. Well, mm. For those of you who live overseas, and we have a lot of overseas listeners, um, gum trees are very sturdy and can get extremely big. So let's say you've got a... 10 meter high gum tree there's a v-shape of the branches about five meters off the ground assuming this isn't exaggerated but i'm going to take it as, as given um it appeared someone failed to take a moderate bend in the road and had parked up for the night okay so let's say you're going around a bend you are going extremely fast i'm guessing i'm guessing a head-on with the tree would probably be fatal. So maybe he no, hit it side. That didn't happen. No. <clears throat> yeah, that, no, not a chance. Okay, so you've hit. So he's turning right, but turning way too fast and way too late. What are the odds that the car was spinning midair? <clears throat> um, no, no. It, it's 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 to me like the Dukes of Hazard. Right. In that scene at the beginning. So they've played. stopped. He stopped midair to monologue. And then they're unpaused just, and right. Yeah. No, they're just they're, he, the guy's driving along, super speed. Yeah, uh, he's hit hit something that's then sent him off at an angle, probably around about thirty degrees. He's he's gone up and up and up through the air, um, and just fortunately, yeah, uh, he's very fortunate in that if he had been going slower, he would have not hit the V. Okay, because hitting a V is not actually hitting a V; it's planting yourself between. A V. Yep. Or in this case, really, the letter Y. Um, sounds like Sesame Street. No, it's definitely a weird way to learn the alphabet. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But um, now, listeners, I don't know whether I've ever told you, but the fact that this gentleman managed to get out of the car, it it's not dissimilar to someone getting themselves out of a parachute. 
because parachutes often land in trees. Mm -hmm. And people have, they've actually, they have found, particularly in the Second World War, years and years after the war, they have found skeletons hanging up in trees, still in the harness from people that jumped out of planes in wartime and could never, ever free themselves. They would have, well, if it had been winter, they would have frozen to death, uh, which would have slowed down decomposition, of course. But, you know, Europe does experience some radical summers as well. Yeah. Imagine a pilot or a a gunner or a crewman that's jumped out of, for example, a Lancaster bomber on fire or a Messerschmitt. And the the objective of the exercise, of course, is to uh, is to to live. And one day, um, you're very sweet the way you laugh with me, Paul. And I, and I find it an endearing quality, and it's it's comforting to know that I occasionally say something moderately funny or in, perhaps silly. Well, it makes it makes much better broadcasting if when I find something funny, I audibly kind of express that because people can't see me grinning. You know what no, I mean? No, no, but it's nice, and I, I find it. Quite, quite nice. Oh, cheers. Um, yeah. So, but, um, parachutists. But, but, yeah. Yeah. So, but can you imagine maybe five or ten years later, you're strolling through the forests in, in say, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, wearing your best Lederhosen with your little hat. Lederhosen, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. And you might be skipping in a jolly manner. Oh. <laughs> out hunting for berries on a Sunday, and all of a sudden you look up, I don't know why you looked up, uh, maybe to take a photo. You might be an ornithologist checking out the bird life, and you see a skeleton hanging down. In in uniform. uniform. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, isn't it just amazing to think that people died? I mean, so near yet so far is the uh, the saying that comes to mind. That's a really bad... It, look, it is also possible that they, you know, if they were parachuting in behind the lines in France or something, that they got hit mm. by a stray bullet and their body landed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, or alternatively, as they landed, they hit a, you know, V-shape in the tree and they weren't fortunate like our like our um, letter writer and they broke their neck on the way down. But true, if, you, true. if you were trapped there, and you know, three miles from a you know french bakery and you could smell bread mm. every morning as you slowly expired that is a mm. fucked way to go i mean war but also is, yeah no you're right paul but mm. he, here's something very interesting about this particular story that we've managed to go off on on this tangent mm-hmm. but but but, but he, hear me out imagine yeah you've jumped out and you're within enemy lines yes now for any other person you would scream and cry for help Oh, but if you call for help, you might also alert the Germans. And they'll come and shoot you. The Axis forces, yes. Okay. So there's a... Uh, and you've got these patrols that would be sort of walking around and 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 imagine it's, it's night time. So you're just lying there, hanging in the breeze. Uh-huh. Uh, it's unlikely that you, as you exited the aircraft, you will have taken any snacks with you. Right. Because there probably weren't any on board. You're telling me you don't wax some trail mix in, in your dungarees or whatever? Some people might may do that. But, you know, obviously, and there, there they hang. And it wouldn't be uncomfortable hanging. 
if you hadn't broken any limbs. But, but, listeners, this guy managed to get himself out of the car. Yeah. He's somehow shimmied down. We can assume he shimmied. Or is it not possible, listeners, that he broke both ankles when he hit the ground? Okay, that is a very good point. That is a very that is a very good point, right? So he's, oh yeah, that, of course that's how he broke his ankles. I mean, is it is it not possible that he's in, okay? So you got your feet on the pedals, the the car hits the tree. The but impact the thing is, yeah. But Paul, the yeah. car, the front of the car, uh-huh. based on the information available to you and me sitting here now, wasn't wrapped around anything. So correct, no front. I would imagine no frontal impact. Good, Paul, you would have made a very good crash investigator. Oh. The only thing that could have been a slight problem Mm -hmm. is where the car was wedged. But we can assume that it was wedged nice and tight. Now, I mean, there are all sorts of scenarios here. Were, was it a two-door car? Was it wedged in a way that enabled him? I mean, he, my gut feeling, taking into the shape, into consideration the shape of the V, Mm -hmm. is that (laughs) even if the, the doors had have been wedged, because it would have to have been kind of roughly center, sort of, for the thing not to sort of fall out. So it was obviously wedged in bloody hard. Well, the odds of it falling out of the V when it was so wedged in there, right? Because when you're wedged mm. in the V, it's really, you know, that's not, I mean, that's not an ideal situation. No, but you would. But you rarely, have... you rarely have two broken ankles when you try and get yourself out of a tight V. Exactly. So we can assume, um, and and fifteen feet is. I mean, I fell down some stairs. You recall that terrible day? Oh, you had yeah. So I I was at I was at St John's in Narrowena, and I'd finished school, and Mum came to pick us up, and she said, "Dad's had an accident." Turns out we were moving house, and you were carrying furniture backwards down some Pebble Creek stairs, and it had with rained. With firemen, with firemen, who were you know, pretty, thank God, yeah. Big dudes, but also prone to rescues. No, but they were they were brilliant. But the story is that I stepped off the top of the stairs. Yeah. Oh wait, were you at the top or the bottom? The very top. And do you remember what furniture you were carrying? At the I time? remember everything about that terrible day. It was so traumatic. And I think if I can just quickly relate to the listeners what it's like to break one ankle. Ugh. So then we need to sort of come back to this guy. But just just briefly. Yep. I. I went to step down the stairs and I stepped off with my left foot because yep. I'm left I'm left footed so it's sort of that's the foot I would step off first and my left foot went all the way to the bottom of the stairs my right foot stayed at the very top of the stairs mm-hmm. my my testicles a yep. word that I don't like and feel necessarily that comfortable using that word in front of my eldest son, but Paul, it's important that you and the listeners know that you've all seen a ballet dancer do a perfect split yep, where their genitalia are actually touching the ground. Well, my, um, my genitalia were touching the stairs. The problem was that as my left foot went all the way to the bottom, yep. my right foot twisted 90 degrees, snapped. So what we had... Now, 
I had the most... I, I grabbed onto the rail and it was raining. I was. I had two or three incredibly highly skilled, calm, professional firefighters with me. Off, we were all off duty. And I didn't need to look at the horrendous, totally mashed, fucked up right foot. I didn't need to look at it. Because I looked at the faces of my colleagues... Oh, of course, yeah. ...that had seen some bad shit in their days. Mm. Really bad shit. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I'll never forget looking at my mate Kevin's face. And I, and I knew in a microsecond that I was rat shit. And then I, for the first and last time in my life, I was, and I'd be interested to get some medical feedback on this, my entire body became overwhelmed with a sense of extreme heat. My whole body felt as though I was in a furnace and I was grabbing on to this rail. Yeah. I couldn't look. Now, what I'd done, listeners, not only had I broken all the bones in my ankle, what was called a trimalleolar fracture, but I also had a total dislocation. Now, with a dislocation at 90 degrees, so I'm looking down at my foot and it was actually, you know how Charlie Chaplin used to walk with his feet sticking out slightly? Yes. Well, yes. my right foot was sticking out at 90 degrees. Oh, Dad. Um, and Christine came running over and, and just shouted out, should I call an ambulance? And the guys that I was with, the 
the fireys who are really, really switched on. And to this day, I, I owe them a, a great debt of gratitude is that they decided not to call the ambulance, which, as it turns out, was probably a really good thing. Can you explain why? Because with that dislocation, um, there was zero blood getting to my um, to my actual foot. And the general consensus is that if you have no blood getting to an outer limb for at least 20 minutes, then things can go really bad. Um, so they decided to convey me to Manly Hospital. And I remember sitting in the front seat. I had one fireman behind me holding onto me. He was in the back seat with his hands coming around either side, basically pulling me into the seat. Yeah. Kevin was driving like a man possessed on a combination of drugs of which he hadn't had any, but the adrenaline was pumping and they realised the extreme urgency. I had my good leg straight, sort of going underneath the, the glove compartment, and I had the other leg pulled up and I was holding with two hands clenched around my knee, so I was supporting my leg and it was so surreal everyone looking down at it because you expect both feet to be pointing in front of you Mm -hmm. but one of my feet was facing towards the driver and i'm not talking 15 or 20 or 30 or 50 i'm talking 90 degrees it's a perfect right angle and the pain was so bad I was doing everything in my power not to pass out. And it was a very, very long journey. And when we finally got to Manly Hospital, they had staff there. They got a wheelchair. I was wheeled into the emergency department. They put me on a stretcher. I remember there were at least six people Mm -hmm. all around me. And they all began to press down on me, pressing hard into, sort of pressing me basically into the, the bottom of the trolley. Yeah. And then the, uh, the emergency doctor, uh, he grabbed my broken foot and he pulled it out oh. and he rotated at 90 degrees and then he tried to re-engage it, but they didn't fully appreciate all the broken bones so it was a little bit like sort of trying to mesh something perfectly, but it, you can't because the broken bones won't allow that to happen. And I remember screaming so loudly. This is Manly Hospital, which is up on a big hill. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly convinced that people a kilometre mm-hmm. away heard me scream. It really? was a scream like no other. And then, for the first and last time in my life so far, mm-hmm. and you hear about it quite often when people experience extreme trauma, my entire body shut down and thank God. Now, I woke up, there was an orthopedic surgeon standing next to me. I'd already been x-rayed. I'm oblivious to all of this. And he was looking at the x-ray and he said to me, we are going to operate today. And uh, and they operated and um, it took so, so, so long to heal I then got um, the wound went black um, and I because I had a, I had a plate uh, th- sorry three plates and 11 screws yeah 
and I got an infection, and the, the infection was lying on the metal, and I got the most terrible infection, and but they couldn't pull all the uh, metal out. They had to wait until the bone, everything fixated was the word they used. Yeah. So eventually when it started to heal, what they wanted to do was um, I had to go into hospital to get all the plate and screws removed, and I'd waited many, many months. And I went into uh, surgery, and that night when I... It was weird. They came into my room and basically they were turning all the lights off in this section of the hospital. Right. And I was sort of the last person out. It was quite surreal. And when I went to get out of bed, I felt this incredible rush of blood. And I looked down at the bandage and the the bandage started to sort of go all red and it was just oozing. And then what we found out that one of the wounds had opened up after surgery because they'd gone in through both sides. And so I've got two scars, one either side, which I don't think is that uncommon for that particular break. And what happened was the entire wound opened up and they couldn't um, then re-stitch it. And they said to me, you'll have to let it granulate, which takes a long time for those that don't know. And what happens is layer by layer at a sort of almost a micro level, the the deep wound that, by the way, I could put my thumb into, Ugh. like sideways. That's how deep it was. It was ratchet. It was just an open, just terrible, raw, bloody wound. All right. And um, anyway, I, I eventually began to recover we had to dress the wound with sail and, and clean it with saline and it was a very long process many many months but it granulated and eventually the skin kind of grows its way all the way back to the surface so there's no real i mean it looks pretty gross now but it's very different to the other side which is like a pencil line very beautiful and this is all sort of bit, bit oh, just thick and not so great but what happened was then listeners i i was still in the fire brigade and i was having a bath on a summer afternoon, I was in the house by myself, and I'm in the bath, <clears throat> and on, I looked down... Hang on, hang on. I think you've told this part of the story before. Okay, cool. Well, it's just in a nutshell yeah. that, that this little white cord was sticking out of my foot. Have I told you that? Yeah, and then you pulled it out, and it turns out it was... No, a, I tried to pull it. It was a tendon. You've told this story before, and I almost okay, threw cool. up. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so, but anyway, um, that's the... But the yeah. thing is, back to this guy... Yes, broken ankle. You know... He, he he falls to the ground. Yeah. But thank God he was inebriated. Of course. Because it's the drugs. It's, it's the alcohol. But also the adrenaline, I assume. And I mean, the adrenaline. I mean, he'd, he'd be looking up at his car, pissed probably. He might not have been incredibly affected. But he'd also be extremely gracious and in awe of being alive. But I'm also thinking maybe the adrenaline... The, so you've got the adrenaline from... The crash and being alive, and you've got the adrenaline of the police arriving, which, generally speaking, does kind of get the blood pumping a little bit, right? Mm, definitely, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he's probably going to start bullshitting to them. I think that's what the guy said. He, yeah, yeah. at first, he just denied it. Mm. But you know, I mean, you don't need to be that brilliant a detective to figure out that there's a car up a tree and there's a guy below who's pissed, hobbling around on yeah. two broken ankles, which is a feat. That's extraordinary. But people have done incredible things. There have been people in war yeah. that have stepped on a landmine and kept running with basically just running on stumps. Yeah. So things... 
And there's the shock thing too. But but yeah. this guy would have been thinking, God, this is a, this is difficult to explain how how my car ended up. I think it's a fascinating story. Yeah, absolutely. I um. I hate talking about your ankle because it's very disturbing and I've sorry, had my- sorry, I, No, no, it's okay. I've got my own broken nose story, which is actually in- It forms a fairly pivotal part of Electric Blue. It's the story mm. of how I broke my nose and that was- I mean, you remember that. That was a terrible and time. Yes, but you never ever told us how you did it. Yes, I did. Yeah, but not at the time. So, you mm. seem to think that someone pushed me or something, but that's not what happened at all. It was a- you know, but I mean, the point is, like, like, getting a bone broken and then having to go to Manly Hospital is something we both have in common, but just a mm. different different bone. Mm. Um, look, I really, really enjoyed that story. I, I'm, I'd be really curious to see what happened to the guy, you know, and how he kind of, how he ended up doing. Because mm. obviously, at that point, what do you, I mean, first of all, Dad, what do you arrest that guy for? Oh, it's just neck, neck dry. Yeah, but his um, ankles are oh, shattered. Maybe, and-, maybe, and maybe, but, you know, um, we, we don't know whether... Whether when they breath tested him, he was look in that case where you're injured, they probably my gut feeling. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, "Hey, that's funny, actually." Yeah, limb. But um, I would say he would have been conveyed to hospital where they would have taken a blood a blood sample. Okay. And do you know, Paul, that when they take blood samples, uh, if you're in custody in a hospital, are you aware they take two samples and one is given to the police? I did not know that. No. Mm, because the police will use in Sydney um, a laboratory because it's really important to make sure that you know both parties um, are testing the same product. Yep. That way I imagine there can be no assumed bias uh, to get the result. But he would have been massively... Uh, I mean, those injuries are serious and also he would need to have been treated. So he would have been conveyed by ambulance to hospital. The blood, blood would have been taken um, at the hospital... Well, once he'd come good, he would have then gone before the court, depending on his driving record. Yeah. But the insurance that he had would have been null and void if he had been intoxicated. And, and I'm making an assumption that he was. He would have gone over the limit. And not only is this is this a really kind of sort of sobering story insofar as the damage to his vehicle, but he would also had to have paid, and this would have been very expensive because they would have had to have got a mobile crane in. Mm-hmm to extricate the car from the tree. Yes. And then they'd have to get people in, arborists, to make sure that the tree didn't have to be, well, I was going to say put down. but that's... Well, I mean, you don't want any widow makers falling on anyone. No, no, no. So, you know, the, the, there's a lot to it. And, and thank you very much to that, to that listener for that wonderful story. That was a great question. I mean, that was a great question. It really kind of brought out some interesting stories. Well... I mean, I would like to just really tip my hat and uh, give my extreme gratitude and thanks to uh, Dan Leadley for that great question, that great story. I, I'm really curious to see as to whether, Dan, if, you're, um, if your family have any more kind of information about that case and what kind of happened with that guy, if there's any follow-ups at all. I'm really curious to see where that where that goes. But I think that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Ends. That was so much fun. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this absolute romp of an episode. Thanks, Dad. And tell you what, let's all do this again on Tuesday. We'll see you next week for more Loose Units. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Cheerio. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.